the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back. 602-508-0960. Your hour. And then the Hallman's coming in uh, for the third hour to talk a little bit more about COVID and politics of the day as well. Mayor of San Francisco just said that uh, San Francisco schools will not be opening this school year. Not her wish, but that's what the unions have done. Um, in San Francisco, the teachers union, they are... Uh, they, they they just won't allow the schools to open there. And it's just weird that the unions are putting themselves, the teachers' unions are putting themselves in this position that poises them not only against science, but against really every other institution I can think of from the CDC to... They've put the president, obviously, in an awkward position, but it's his fault for showing no leadership. And by the way, where's Jill Biden, Dr. Jill Biden... This great education professional, professor of education, shouldn't she be weighing in? Where has she been? I thought she'd be more prominent than him in a weird way, but no, she's just absent because the unions have put their party in an awkward position, which is why I just think it's so weird and falls on probably deaf ears when Joe Biden keeps talking about creating union jobs, good union jobs, because I think right now the estimation of the unions is not very high given what the teachers' unions have said Jen Psaki again, I think off message here, certainly off message with what Joe Biden had promised us, was asked today. I'll play you the audio a little later. You don't have it yet by chance, did you? Do you do you have the latest audio? I if you don't, don't worry. Yeah, you have that? Listen to this. This is the listen to this. Goal of opening up schools swiftly and safely. Mm-hmm. Could you help us understand what the White House is or what the president's definition of open schools is? Does it mean teachers in classroom teaching students in classroom? Or does it just mean kids in classroom with a remote screen? Help us understand. Sure. His goal that he set is to have the majority of schools, so more than 50 percent, open uh, by day 100 uh, of his presidency. And that means uh, some teaching in classrooms. So at least one day a week, hopefully it's more. And obviously right, stop it is right there. as much All as right. is safe in each school. Can you believe, it, was this the idea you had when Joe Biden was talking about opening up the country and opening schools? 51% of schools, she said at least 50% of schools by April for at least one day a week. One day a week. Half the schools, one day a week is their idea of opening schools. Half the schools, one day a week, by April. So for the parents who have been challenged because they can't afford a babysitter, daycare, or to take off work to do so, maybe you can negotiate with your employer that you can work one day. 50% of you can work one day a week come April. That's an incredible thing to say. Fifty, At least 50% of schools, so let's say 51% of schools, one day a week. April. April. 
There is absolutely no reason for this. None. None. Zero. Not by science, not by wish, not by parental demand, not by mayoral demand. The liberal left mayors of Chicago and San Francisco, who also happen to be, well, they are Democrats. They represent minority communities in and of themselves. They want the schools open. The unions do not for no good reason. More people died of influenza last year than children have died of COVID. Okay? And the studies are showing that where professionals or adults in school have gotten it, it was not from in school. It was from elsewhere. The kids are not very susceptible to this, and they are not communicating it. And when Joe Biden says, well, I want the schools to open safely, does he think he's coming to us from Mount Olympus with this word safely? Do any of us want the schools opened unsafely? Of course, schools open safely. But you know what? That could have been a year ago. There was no reason to do this. None whatsoever. As there is no reason for what's going on in Washington, D.C. with what I talked about with Jim Trusty earlier, this garrison state in D.C. that's matched against Donald Trump's rhetoric from January 6th used as justification for an ongoing military presence fencing off the Capitol, the people's house, if you will, not because orange man anymore, but because Republicans Remember the phrase, because orange man bad, now it's because Republicans bad. Republicans insurrectionists. Republicans violent. Republicans, including U.S. senators, trying to kill Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Do you have Molly Hemingway on this? Molly Hemingway said it perfectly on Fox News the other night. Well, it's a prop with a very nefarious end in mind. I don't think people realize how horrifying it is for many people in the country to see their capital surrounded by troops while the previous president is paraded in front of cameras for a show trial. This is something that you think of as banana republic or third world country stuff. If it was happening in Russia, you would say that the regime is very seriously threatened. And it's not just that this is happening in an, in response to a few very bad hours on one day with no uh, subsequent threats. It's done after a summer of rage where cities nationwide were besieged, where churches were set on fire, where federal buildings were attacked, where businesses were looted and ransacked, where dozens of people died, where thousands of police were injured. And when Senator Tom Cotton suggested that maybe the National Guard should be brought out, it caused a complete meltdown on the left. They actually like fired their editor at the New York Times because they ran that op-ed. And this is, you know, it's just crazy making to see what they're willing to do unnecessarily in this situation, what they weren't willing to do to protect average Americans. And it's all as an effort to deplatform and get rid of political opposition. And that's what impeachment, censorship and big tech, these types of military uh, uses, the politicization of the military. Again, a very serious threat to the republic. So it's good that at least some Republicans are standing up and saying, asking questions about it, but much more needs to be done. I wish I could sing like Rod Stewart, play trumpet like Maynard Ferguson and be as articulate as Molly Hemingway. Banana Republic, this is the stuff of a banana republic when you consider that they are now trying to put on trial the ex-president while having National Guard and concertina wire and fencing around the Capitol over no threat. Where, by the way, in the trial, in the trial, in the Senate, the judge is also a member of the jury. Are you picking up on that? 
Patrick Leahy is a U.S. senator presiding over the trial. He also gets to vote on convicting or not. He also gets to vote on convicting Donald Trump of impeachment for incitement. The judge is voting. Judge, jury, executioner. Banana Republic. Banana Republic. Incitement cannot be mere advocacy. It has to be directed to inciting or producing imminent lawless action. And you have to have the intent of causing incitement. You cannot get intent from Donald Trump here. Nor can you hear anything he said on January 6th to have directed lawless action when he said let's march peaceably he said the opposite only in bizarro world does protest peaceably mean incitement to illegal activity or lawless action as the law of incitement is understood and has been since 1969 the point is conservative speech is what is being made illegal here The point is conservative speech is being made impeachable here. That's the point that's being made. And shame on any Republican senator who goes along with this sham. Shame on them. Because they were trying to do this to Republicans since at least 1964. It's not about Donald Trump. It's not about Donald Trump. It's about Republicans, and it's about conservatives. If you don't think I'm right, you just tell me. You just tell me why people like Rob Portman voted against the constitutionality of this. Or you just tell me why senators like Bill Cassidy. These are not Trump typical. These are not typical Trump Republicans. But then ask me why Ben Sass and Mitt Romney don't understand this and are voting with the Democrats on this. They should be primaried. I hope Donald Trump takes his fortune and doesn't plow it into a new media platform. I hope he plows it into good primary candidates who can take these people out politically. I feel like I have to say that now. Up until January 5th, I could have said, take these people out. Now I have to say, take these people out politically. I don't have to, but I don't want to be misunderstood either. I asked people what their first 45 was. Mine was uh, Renegade by Styx. Listener Alan here in Phoenix said he had a pretty big collection, but the first one he bought personally was Giant Purple Eater by Sheb Woolley, who I think did voices and acting later, if I'm not mistaken. I think he was credited with doing some famous Hollywood scream that you would hear. Giant Purple Eater. That would not have been my first one. And Don is right as he emails in um, that you can't have an incitement and a subsequent attack when some of the breach occurred and people were leaving his speech to engage in it before he was finished speaking and reports are showing that it was planned days in advance. You can't have, you can't have an incitement like precursion you can't, i don't even a foreshadowing incitement you can't have a planned incitement before the speech for incitement 
or that is uh, being uh, engaged in incitement has been delivered. It's 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 a it's it, it it's a figurative and literal cart before the horse. It's like a face shaving a razor. But Chris, you were saying you wanted to ask something about the impeachment thing that was kind of perplexing you. It's happy, be... We are happy to take your calls yeah, and questions. Thing. Seth, long time. Yeah, uh, first long time, time listener. First time, long time. Yes, Thank sir. you so much. You're so great. Uh, love you in drive time. Thank you. We got the, uh, <laughs> we've had everything on here at the station. We've had the trials and, and talking about it. And this is dumb. And this this is going to be a dumb question. Probably but not. I can't help but think about it because – I think we all experience this where people openly talk about uh, an issue or something and we all just shake our heads. We're like, yeah, yeah, totally. I, I know what that is. I understand it. But I just had this moment today where I was. There's a fundamental that's missing here. There is. And I, I literally just sat here and, and just went, what's the point of impeachment? I don't understand. I don't think I, I truly don't think I understand it. And this is the first moment I don't understand it. I'm uh, under 40 years old. I'm going to be 38 this year. And I went through Clinton's impeachment he had his stuff he was impeached and then he was just there and then president trump was impeached and then he was just still there he's out and gone and they're still impeaching him and i don't understand what the point is i don't understand when in what impeach what impeachment is actually getting anybody <coughs> let alone when someone is gone it's like a an nfl player retiring from the NFL and then them continuously trying to suspend him from the NFL. Correct. It doesn't none of it and I truly realize today I do not understand impeachment. Okay. And maybe I'm alone and that's okay. No, you're not. You're actually not. And it's 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 funny you're right because we go through these things in life where we all just kind of we go through these rituals of empty exactitude as Hadley Arcus calls them we just kind of assume facts in life that aren't in evidence. They aren't facts in evidence. They're just facts in life. We're told X and we go, yeah, okay, we live by X, right? And we and we don't stop to think and ask. You're right. Okay. Is so, that a crazy question? No, it's not. It's an absolutely valid question. And more, you'd be surprised how many people ask me about it or talk about it and say, wait, what, what, what? Because, and people misuse the word impeachment too, right? Because they think impeachment means forced out of office and it doesn't. So, right? That's the problem that, here, that's, too. That's my immediate assumption is when you're impeached, right. you're gone. Clearly, and that's it doesn't, not— And it just it isn't. Like someone used in criminal law, you say, oh, someone got indicted. That means they're going to jail. No, not exactly. That means they're going to a trial, probably. That's probably a really good analogy <laughs> to this analogy. because, obviously, I've, I understand there's this—I understand the area between fired and impeachment. Right. Like there's this gray area that obviously sits right. in there. But still— what still here is we are the point both of us lonely yes <laughs> <laughs> okay so an impeachment actually is analogous to an, an indictment to an indictment the house of representatives does what's called uh, an impeachment vote uh, usually they have hearings they didn't this time so that can be done by a simple majority 50 50 plus one percent and you are quote unquote impeached what does that mean absolutely nothing except that you now have an obligation to take the trial to the Senate. Obviously, if the Senate convicts, then you're out of office. So the f virtue of being impeached does not remove you from office. And we have never removed a president from office by impeachment. Never. It's never happened. There have been, what, three, three or four impeachments. Andrew Johnson, uh, almost Richard Nixon, 
Bill Clinton and Donald Trump, four, five with Donald Trump. Donald Trump gets us four and five. Um, so the House votes and you're impeached means you've been indicted, means there's a case against you that has to be tried in the Senate. And the Senate, by a supermajority, 66 votes, has to convict for you to be forced out of office. It's never happened. That second part, that activating part, that part to remove you from office has never happened in our history, which begs the question, I think you're also asking, is if Nancy Pelosi, because it's the speaker's prerogative to begin these things, if Nancy Pelosi knows there aren't enough votes to convict, what's the point? It's because nothing optics. changes. And it's, it's clearly uh, a statement-based right. optics, right. and I think we know that. But that's – I think that's where I got with the second one. Sure. Is this so, in, so in the first one, which ended almost a year ago, right? February 5th, I think, was when Donald Trump was acquitted by the Senate, uh, certainly the first week of February a year ago. Remember what Nancy Pelosi said. Regardless of what the Senate does, if, even if the Senate doesn't convict, Donald Trump will be – as she said, impeached forever. Impeachment is forever. And they thought that would be a lasting stain on his presidency, a lasting mark of Cain on his presidency's forehead. It clearly wasn't. It clearly wasn't because it was totally forgotten the moment of COVID, right? A month later, COVID came in March, basically. No one, no one ever thought about Donald Trump having been impeached again, any more really than anyone thinks about Bill Clinton having been impeached. No one thinks about that. And until Barack Obama, Bill Clinton was probably the most popular Democrat in the country, certainly the most popular Democrat for fundraising purposes, right? So impeachment itself turns out to be fairly meaningless without the conviction. It shows you how much Donald Trump lives in their heads that they thought they could try it again. They thought they could try it again. See, the Democrats, or that they needed to try it again, the Democrats have a real issue, and it's a really bad one. Because they know they sat on their hands, closed their eyes, and plugged their ears during the mob riots of last summer, which led to not 400 cases to be examined, but 14,000 arrests and $2 billion worth of damage. And not five deaths, but over 30 deaths. They sat on their hands. They justified it. They bailed people out. And they even said such things as people will do what people will do. Nancy Pelosi said that about one of the riots she was asked about in her home state of Baltimore, the state she was born in anyway. They know they have a problem. And the problem is this. They were quiet and justifying of that level of violence and beat up Bill Barr for sending in federal troops to protect a federal courthouse that was being Molotov cocktailed in Portland. Beat him up for doing that. But when the riot turned out to be the one riot that might be considered right wing or not left wing, at least, they had to do something. They had to say something. And they put their fingers in the wind and they said, ah, we can try and make Donald Trump responsible for it. But since he's out of office in two weeks, how do we do it? Well, we'll do another impeachment. We'll say more about it when we come back. Man, that boy can sing, or boy, that man can sing. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, 602-508-0960. Lou, the last thing I wanted to say about your question, unless you have a follow-up, was the first impeachment obviously failed because it didn't remove him from office and it didn't stain Donald Trump. 
Um, other problems got to Trump, I think, that led to what led what became November 3rd. But it wasn't impeachment. In fact, you didn't even hear Democrats talking and campaigning on the fact that he was impeached. But I think what happened more than anything was with Joe Biden's uh, inauguration coming on the heels of the vaccination that everyone was giving Donald Trump credit for rightfully, the Democrats had to take one more piece of flesh out of him or try to. That's what I think it was about. The Democrats failed at thwarting Donald Trump for four years. They tried with the Russian collusion hoax and the first impeachment. They tried by calling him a racist. They tried by calling him a fascist. They tried by calling him a tyrant. They tried every dirty trick in the book, and it didn't work. So they thought they would give it one last shot, I think. I don't know if I answered your question. I don't know. Did I? You did. Sufficiently? Yeah, no. uh... They have turned what is basically the death penalty of politics— That is to say, the most severe form of punishment in politics only happened three or four times in our history into political theater. It feels like branding. Like, they, what is it? Trying. Then they do something like in the Salem witch trial. Like, get an A and just, they want to make sure that. Mark of Cain, you bet. Yeah, that's, I guess that's what it feels like. That's what I'm taking away from it. And it's, um, at the end of the day, the purpose, I think, was what was sticking with me, mm-hmm. and it truly shows there's— It's a Hail Mary attempt to take a political pound of flesh out of him. Yeah. So, and, the, so the purpose mm-hmm. is a statement it's than a it statement. being a purpose. Right. And all the more so when he's not even in office, because the purpose of impeachment, everyone thought until, I guess today, was removal from office. There is a second element. It's not spoken about much. And I think the Democrats have this in mind, too. You can also vote to bar him from ever running for office again. Do people really think Donald Trump's going to run again in four years? I don't. Are Democrats really worried about that? I don't think so. I think it's about a pound of flesh. Don writes, his impeachment is a political war wound and looks like a political purple heart. You might say being impeached by Nancy Pelosi is a badge of honor when you think about what a heritage she is. Keith is in Atlanta. Hi, Keith. How are you doing, Seth? I'm well, sir. How are you? I've done better. I've seen the country doing much better, too. You're well. Your country is sick. How's that? Uh, I'm sick, too, because if my country's sick, I'm sick because I love the America. Okay. Uh, that's a fair, that's uh, a fair rejoinder, actually. I want to say that I was listening to Mike Gallagher this morning, and he was asking callers to give their take on why the Democrats are impeaching a president that's actually out of office. Oh, kind of the Chris question, yeah. Okay. yeah. Many of the callers were saying, well, just to damage him to make sure he can't run for president again. To me, I didn't hear anyone say this, but I think it's more sinister than that. Okay. I think the Democrats really are like this. They just want to marginalize conservative thought, no matter who is conservative. Look at how they treat conservative Supreme Court justices that go up there. And look at how we treat the most ardent liberals that go up there. And it's the same thing with Donald Trump. You are right. They want their pound of flesh with this man. But they want to do it in a manner to show to the rest of the country, if you are not with 
us this liberal point of view, you are marginalized and you're really not wanted in this country. And I want to say this as well. If you really want to get down to it, ask yourself one question about the Democrat Party. If communist China was running this country, granted, they'd probably use much more force. But would communist China allow conservative thought to, to um, be, al- be allowed to be communicated? The Democrat Party is just like communist China, except this. They're not they using Muslims for the- slave labor. Right. Well, the, the Democrats. No, that's actually an important point, because when everyone talks so positively about China, but likes to condemn America for being Islamophobic, are we using Muslims for slave labor in this country? No. Is China? Yes. I just needed to make that small point. I know it's not your main point. I just had to say it as an aside, Keith. I'm sorry. I couldn't resist. But I take your point. I take your point. If you were if you were trying to take away the constitutional protections that keep this, that guarantee to the states a Republican form of government, what might you do? Might you deplatform conservatives? Might you open the borders? That'd be a good start. Might you have the country in fear and panic over a virus with a 99 point something survival rate? Yeah, you might do that too. Be right back. Do you ever, um, as you get older, become more invested in a singer and think, you know, I'm, I wish I, I wish I paid more attention to that but when it was contemporary? Eric Clapton is that for me. Lou, I'm talking to you. Do you have singers that you rediscover later in life and you say, I wish I were more into them earlier? Eric Clapton. I, I, I love him now more than I ever did. And guess what? I've seen him twice in concert. Never in America. How funny is that? I definitely have them, but I can't. I can't pinpoint who it is right. Eddie now. Money, probably for you. Totally, Eddie yeah, Money, of yeah. course, easily. Yeah. Yeah, that's the obvious one. Portions of this show are brought to you by Balance of Nature, which I also love and wish I started taking earlier than a year ago. But I am so glad I've been taking for the past year. Tens of thousands of vital nutrients in a single daily dose. They take all natural vine ripened fruits and veggies. Picked, of course, at the peak of ripeness, and using their unique cold press process, they uh, reduce them into these vegetarian capsules, and you get 31 different fruits and veggies every single day. It's the most effective whole food supplement on the market that boosts your health, energy, and immunity. It's just such a great product, my favorite product ever to endorse or take. Visit them at balanceofnature.com. They have a great deal of free shipping and 35% off any new preferred order of their fruits and veggies. Balanceofnature.com. But make sure to use discount code BALANCE to get that special deal. Keith in Atlanta was on to something big here in his call a few moments ago. There's another aspect to this impeachment, and he said it more more articulately than I did, Chris, which is – They are using this as a wedge to silence conservative speech. When in the impeachment article itself, they say Donald John Trump engaged in high crimes and misdemeanors by inciting violence against the government of the United States. What the hell are they talking about? How did he incite violence against the United States in a speech where he said, and I quote, I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. There's no way you can turn that into incitement unless unless you, of course, bootstrap other things he said, which are 
you know, questions about the legitimacy of the election into a generally perceived attack on the credibility of the United States, which is amusing to me because Democrats for four years, including Nancy Pelosi, Hillary Clinton and ex-president or former president Jimmy Carter, saying Donald Trump's election in 2016 was illegitimate. I don't know why he can't say his being unelected is illegitimate, but they can say his election is illegitimate as a cause for inciting violence. I don't get that. But that's why Democrats use the memory hole, and that's why they keep us in a state of chaos so that we don't remember what they said. As recently as 2017, Nancy Pelosi tweeted actually tweeted that Trump's election was illegitimate. Did anyone try and impeach Nancy Pelosi for that? No. But the difference is conservatives and liberals or Democrats and Republicans are told that they have to play by different rules. rules. And if you doubt it, just go back to what Joe Biden said in his inauguration speech. To all those who did not support us, let me say this. Hear me out as we move forward. Take a measure of me in my heart. And if you still disagree, so be it. That's democracy. That's America. The right to dissent peaceably within the guardrails of our republic. That clause is so important, within the guardrails of our republic. Because it is my belief that the Democrats and the left are actively engaged actively with the help of big tech and social media and with this impeachment trial and with the garrison state they have put Washington, D.C. in to constrain, circumscribe, stint those guardrails to be what Jim Trustee said, not unification over love of country, but unified consent over the liberal and left-wing agenda. Because if incitement to violence is what really bothered Democrats— You wouldn't have heard what I'm about to play for you, which is the montage that was collected by Tom Elliott of Democrats saying things far more inciting of riot than Donald Trump. Go ahead and play it. The first voice you hear is Nancy Pelosi's. I I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country. Maybe there will be. People need to start taking to the streets. This is a dictator. You know, there needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there is unrest in our lives. Enemies of the state. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. Do something about your dad's immigration practices. You That's Samantha Bee. How do you resist the temptation to run up and wring her neck? The biggest terror threat in this country is white men, most of them radicalized right, up to the right. I thought he should have punched him in the face. I said, even if you lost, he insulted your wife. Yes. He came down the escalator and called Mexicans rapists and murders. He said, well, what do you think I should have done? I said, I think you should have punched him in the face and then gotten out of the race. And, you would have uh, been a hero. I'd like to punch him in the face. I said, if we were in high school, I'd take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. Punch some people in the face. When was the last time an actor assassinated a president? They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump. And that's a fact. Look as his character is stabbed to death. Where is John Wilkes Booth when you need him? And then, of course, Kathy Griffith and Madonna. I have an awful lot about blowing up the White House. A Missouri state senator is under investigation by the Secret Service after saying she hopes President Trump is assassinated. I will go and take Trump out tonight. And if you see anybody 
from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station. You get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. And sadly, the domestic enemies to our voting system and wow. our honoring our Constitution uh, are right at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. They're not going to stop before Election Day in November, and they're not going to stop after Election Day. And that should be, everyone should take note of that on both levels, that this isn't, they're not going to let up, and they should not. If you think we're rallying now, you ain't seen nothing yet. That's enough, Chris. Thank you. Nancy Pelosi called Republicans domestic enemies, and she called federal troops trying to protect a federal courthouse stormtroopers. And, of course, you heard the other claims by the other lefties. That Don Lemon thing, I guess I'd never caught the full enormity of what he was saying. White men, mostly who are radicalized to the right. White men. Well, it just shows you he's wrong because Donald Trump didn't win among white men in 2020. But boy, the obsession with race and violence and Donald Trump, that's a Democrat thing. And the association with writing people out of participation in our democracy, that's a Democrat thing. It's not us. We've never called them domestic enemies. They think of us as domestic enemies. We'll be right back. Trish in Peoria writes that her first 45 was a different drum by the Stone Ponies. Tell me one fact about that song, Chris. Stone Ponies. Who wrote it? Stone Ponies was Linda Ronstadt. It was written, that song, if I'm not mistaken, by Mike Nesmith. Can you tell me two things about Mike Nesmith? No. One thing about Mike Nesmith is he was a member of a band called The Monkees. You've heard of them. Heard of them. And his mom invented liquid paper, which you've heard of, too. Do we still use liquid paper? Is that another thing kids wouldn't know? Nope. Because we typewriters, right? Good episode for me here today. Didn't know impeachment, don't know music. Can we pick anything else I don't know? Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Yeah, see, this is pretty easy. It's a movie starring Jimmy Stewart as Mr. Smith. And I think we have this very romantic idea of politics, and I'm guilty of it. Because I started the show by saying Donald Trump's attorneys today, I don't think they did a very good job. The truth is it probably doesn't matter. People know exactly how they're going to vote, and there is not a Democrat in the Senate who is going to be persuaded by the most articulate defense of Donald Trump you can find. To be Donald Trump is to be guilty. To be a Republican is to be guilty. And there's no level of rhetoric or force of argument that will move them because they are convicted themselves by invincible ignorance. Do you know what invincible ignorance is? It actually comes from the Catholic uh, belief uh, theology, but it it has its own rational purposes, too. It means there is nothing you can say that will persuade someone. There's nothing, literally nothing you can say that will persuade someone of their error in thought. Jimmy Stewart and Mr. Smith goes to Washington. I was just looking at the script. 
and all that eloquence, you know, there's no amount of eloquence that will move that will move today's Democratic Party. The lady that stands for liberty, take a look at this country through her eyes. If you really want to see something and you won't just see scenery, you'll see the whole parade of what man's carved out for himself after centuries of fighting and fighting for something better than just jungle law, fighting so he can stand on his own two feet, free and decent, like he was created no matter what his race, color, or creed. That's what you'll see. Democrats don't believe that. They don't believe that. And as far as something better than jungle law, they're using politics to bring back jungle law. The Hallmans are with us. Don't go away. <laughs> 